question for you, Mateo. Uh-huh. How do you address your wife's parents? Like, what do you call them? I am so glad to have have this question directly asked of me. I'm so yeah. glad to be called to the carpet like this. Yes. I never really know what to do anymore. Um, uh, Lindsay's mom does like does appreciate a mom and and dad to come out okay. of my mouth every moms now and then. Moms usually do. I know I, they do. I don't do. mean to generalize I moms. But. I don't like it, you uh-huh. know, on account of I I got you, you I got a, one. You have a mama. I sure do. I've met her. She's a gem. So I usually try and I've got I like to think I've gotten pretty good at it. Try to not use any form of address, if at all possible, to the individual person. So, like to Lindsay's dad, mm-hmm. I'll refer to her mom as, "Oh, where's Susie?" and vice versa. Ah, very good. I but, see. That's a very good angle shoot you're doing. Yes, because that I, gives the impression that you would know what to call him. Uh huh. But absolves you from having to do so. Yeah, so that that that's my methodology, and okay. I I have gotten away with not having to directly refer to either of them by any particular name to their faces most of the time. Now, what does Lindsay call Moten Pote? Moten Pote. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> She's, she's in the family after all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They call she calls them Moat and Pot, um, oh, as thank we all do. Okay. And for and any we, listeners confused, yeah. Moat is my mom, Pot is my dad, and you know what? You don't need to know the reasons why. You really don't, but just know that M- Matthew's parents, specifically his mom, came to me and told me that I was like in the fam, that I am yeah. allowed to call them Moat and Pot, and that was like the greatest honor of my life. Yeah, it's true. If some rando off the street called the Moat and Pote, I'd be like, excuse me? Struck down. But, you know, if... if I feel like you know when you've you've been given the grace, but you, it's good. you've been given the, the nod of approval. I'm glad Moat gave it to you explicitly. <laughs> explicitly! And it made, it like, my heart burst with joy. And Moat, if you ever listen to this, I love you so much, you're the best. You so, But you do know... What you can call your wife's parents, and she knows. What yeah, she can I'll tell call you your what parents. I definitely don't call them. What, Mister and Mrs. Barr? That's, that's something. Uh, that's yeah. something I I might have said one time in my whole life. Let Let me hit you with this. Hit me away, Joey. Hit me away. Anyway, continue, Joey. My Joey, my best friend Joey, who you have met. Yeah, yeah. You have broken bread together. We have. He has been with his now fiance since 2016. Uh-huh. And recently he revealed to me, because I asked him a similar question just out of curiosity. Or like, yeah. so I can't remember how it came up, but all I know is we were talking about like what you call the parents of your significant other. That is when he revealed to me that he actually has no idea what to call them because it never came up. It has never come up where he has had to address them by first name or by title. So he never found out. And it is okay. now objectively too late. To too ask. late. It's too late. Now it's I, too late. It's too late to apologize. Now, let me ask a question <laughs> that I feel 
Yeah. I know the answer. I hope I know the answer to it. Mm-hmm. Does he know their names? He knows their names. I will okay. say this. He knows their names, but okay. he legitimately does not know if he should call them like, but, and his fiance can't ask. Cause how do you slide that in? How do you justify why you're asking that of your parents? Like, Hey, uh, mom, All right. dad, you know, just no reason. But what should my fiance who I've dated for seven years call you? Yeah. 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 Let me ask you this. Did they send Joey, if you're listening, which I assume you are, do they send you greeting cards? And if so, how do they sign them? That is good. I can follow up with him on that. Yeah, Um, that's good. Joey, if you were listening, if this was a call-in show, that's what I'd say. I'd say, check out those cards. What do they say? Do they say mom and dad? Do they say, what are their names? Do you know? Uh Oh, I have no idea. Do they say Sebastian and Elizabeth? Sebastian um, and Elizabeth, strong as Do parents. they say that? If it does, then maybe you just go with that. Or if, yeah, maybe. Oh, here's what you do. I got it. Here's what you do. Next time you're with them, you come up with a moat and pote. You come up with some nickname that you work in there, and then you just call them that from now on yeah. till the day you die. Now, that is good. Thank you. That is also, that is a high risk, high reward scenario. Because you have to come, Joey, my boy, my beautiful, bright, shining angel, you have to come so correct with these nicknames. Yeah, you got to. They better be. You got to draft them. You got to run them by your wife or your soon to be wife. Soon to be. You got to run them by an objective third party. You got to ask chat gbt what it thinks about it like you got to ask everybody go consult a priest consult a rabbi do uh, do whatever you feel you must oh matt i've got it i've got it joey do this trust my advice you manufacture a situation uh-huh. Which will uh-huh. create nicknames for them. Like yeah. you create the situation where like, I don't know, you've, you've got the pizza. They, they're carrying a pizza inside and one of them like drops the pizza and you go, oh, watch out, slice. Like you just got to be ready. Yeah. It didn't have to be. Sli- I, I, yeah. Honestly, do, you should just start some, calling them. Take that idea. Joey, listen to me. Joey, hey, Focus. Take that idea, but like make it good, you know, Joey, like Joey, ignore, <laughs> ignore Matthew Shea. Don't I know call he's your, your father-in-law slice. Call, That's not good. I, I'm sorry. I think slice is the universal nickname for parents. Now that is sick. Anytime what you're like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my God. Like, yo, what the up, thing slice? you just said, half convicted slice. You, slice i'm gaining conviction the more i say it yo like that's just because that's how you work bro hear me out imagine you become defensive of your own your own perspective and then you double down imagine imagine a world where you are you are a person and you're uh, and you are going to a a nondescript parent of your Uh of your nondescript love and you are asking that you're telling that parent you're like hey look i'm gonna i'm gonna propose now like a no one has to do that no one's obligated it's purely a like if you want to thing but fucking let me let me hit you with two versions version one oh hey 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 mr sebastian um i was wondering if i could uh ask your 
your daughter to marry me? Now let me hit you with this. Yo, slice. Yo, let me put that ring on it. Can I can I be I Sebastian? don't need your permission, slice, because we know each other on that level. Can yes, I be on. can I react? Can you can you hit me those two scenarios? Oh, do you want to be slice? And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Sebs. Sebastian Slice? I'm gonna be Sebs. You gonna be um, Sebby Slice? I'm gonna be Sebby Slice. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Scenario one. This is Joey. This is how it's gonna go. Okay. Joey, and I'm trusting my scene partner to be yeah. generous and truthful to Absolutely. the moment. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on. All right. Mm. Hello. Oh, oh, hey, hey, Miss uh Mr. Sebastian. It's it's me, Joey. That's my first name. It it is. Mm, Do, mm-hmm. um, Come on in, Joey. Okay. Oh, thank you, Sebastian. Let us um, walk. Oh, okay. We're gonna go upstairs to the library. Ah, yes. Oh my. I have a feeling I know why you're here after all. Now, feel free to take a, a cognac out of the globe bar over there. Oh shit. Mm, I don't drink cognac because I'm straight edge, but th- th- that is true. Joey's then straight put edge. it back. Oh, okay. Oh, very, very good, Mr. Sebastian. You may have the cranberry juice out of Ooh. the small cooler. Tart. Um, so I wanted to come to you, Sebastian. Yes. Uh-huh. To ask you a question that I think we both know has been coming. Yeah. Um, I Mr. Sebastian would really like to marry your daughter, Shauna. Uh-huh. Can I do that? Well, you didn't exactly come with any kind of conviction. You didn't sound like you knew. And oh, I love her a whole lot. You love her a whole lot? Whole bunch. That's what you're going to come to me with about my baby, Shauna? Honey it's- bunches of oats. I love. I love her. Honey bunches of oats. You are you. I'm sorry. Did you just call me honey bunches of oats? No, Sebastian. Did you just call me in my glow bar laden library? Honey bunches of oats. Get the fuck out of my house. I'm so sorry. Gonna marry my daughter. You're not even gonna have my cranberry juice, boy. (laughs) All right. So that's the first version. That's That's the first version. version. Second version. Second version. Kicks in the door. Yo, Slice! <laughs> Excuse me? Yo, Slice, what the fuck is up? It's your boy, DJ Joey G. Joseph, we have had this conversation before. Let me marry your daughter! How many times do I have to fix my fucking front door? As many times as it takes, Slice. I want I grab that it. hand. I grab him by the ear and I drag him to the library. <laughs> Uh, Sit down on the chaise lounge over there, boy. More like the chaise nuts. We're going to have a conversation now. You come in here, you show me no respect, and you expect me to just agree to give you my blessing to marry my daughter? Look, Explain yourself. Slice. Why are you calling me Slice? Because we got history, Slice. What does that have to do with anything? Slice, let me take you back. Why are you calling me Slice? What is the context? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand this nickname. Why are you trying to make this work? I, because I want to make it work with her. I'm trying to make Slice work. You're having problems? You're already having problems? You're not even married yet. Son of... 
Let me slice. Let me cut to the quick. Doesn't daughter, make any sense. You're doubling fuck, down on a pun I don't understand. Motherfucker. Your daughter slaps. There, I said it. Shauna My daughter's slaps. abusing you? She's well, abusing you? You're killing me, Slice. Oh, I understand. You're I don't need me, to Slice. know about your private lives. I don't need to know what happens in the bedroom. So I can marry your daughter? No. What? You come in here with the shittiest nickname I've ever heard, and you expect me to allow you to marry my daughter when you've called me Slice out of context, and you said, oh, it's because we have, we have history. You could have called me any number of things. You could have called me Sophocles, and that would have made more sense. Sliceocles. It's pretty good. Have you tried cognac, my boy? <laughs> Ooh, sign me the fuck up, my dude. In this universe, Joey's much cooler. <laughs> Drink <to cognac. laughs> Um. Anyway, you want to start the show now? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe we helped you, Joey. Maybe we didn't. Anyway. Slice. Everybody and welcome to You Didn't Ask for This, the podcast that answers life's least pressing questions. My name is Matt Shea. My name is Eric Poach. And this is the 74th episode of You Didn't Ask for This. After, after a little bit of a delay, we hit you with a best of last time. Hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't, just skip right over it. And if That's you beautiful. did, shame on you. Yeah, come on. What the fuck? I had to remember all those clips and find them and put them together in a way that kind of made sense. And I had to talk in them once upon a time. Yeah, he doesn't remember doing that. But that's fine. We're here with you live now. And by live, I mean Eric and I are live. Yes. And uh, you are listening to this potentially years after it's been recorded. Um, So uh, thank you for that and your ongoing support. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So Eric... It for us truly, it's been like a a month and change since we spoke to one another. It's been a month and change, and Matt, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out it's been uh just a few days ago, three years since we started this fucking podcast, or it's, since well, we since it since was we, since it was gestated in our brain. Yes, meat. since we did the the long lost test episode, uh, yep. it's true. Uh, we haven't done. We haven't yet gotten to the three-year anniversary. It's coming up in October, but um, so right around the corner. What What a fucking adventure. And, you know, after three years, we have a big announcement to make. We got three good questions for yeah! you today. And the, <laughs> so the first one, uh, the first one is a question that has been asked over and over and over again since July 26th, 2000. And that question is simply, who let the dogs out? Baha, I see. Yes, very good, Eric. We're talking about Thank the Baha you. men's seminal classic, Who Let the Dogs Out? Yep. Surely, Eric, you have wondered the oh, literal I... meaning of this song. I, I have. And and just culturally speaking, I know there's been some back and forth on who the dogs in the song are. 
Yeah. Um, I know, and I'm sure you have wikipedia this. That's why I'm just throwing it out there. This is kind of our, our deal. I, I just wildly speculate, and then I wait for Matt to give me the Wikipedia information. Um, I believe originally people interpreted the song to mean, like, who let the dogs out? Dogs here referring to, like, ugly ladies. And, like, Interesting. that was the original, like, as, like... I thought you were going to say literal dogs. No. Like, like originally people seem to think it was about like ugly women in a club. And that's terrible. That's awful. That's yeah, bad. No. But apparently the Baja men later were like, no, friends, no. We're not talking about women. We're talking about shitty men. Like Absolutely. Dogs. Like a hundred percent. Now, in the year, in the year 2000, to invoke Conan's famous... Famous bit. I, as just a wee lad, heard this delightful tune on Nickelodeon or some shit from because yep. the Rugrats is what shot it to fame. If, if yes, the Rugrats movies. That and aside from the fact that it's a banger of a song, it's a banger. Yippee yay yo. Anyway, so the <laughs> I, I, I I had to revisit this because when I was a young tyke, I just assumed it was dogs, you know, who let them out? Woof, woof. I mean, we were like in what, fourth or fifth grade when this song came out? Yeah. Yeah. Like literally didn't know any better. So uh, uh, Eric, can you, besides, of course, the repeating who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Yeah. Can you tell me some of the lyrics? I could only tell you the first line before I looked up the lyrics. So Uh, don't be ashamed. Uh, hold on, hold on. How does it start? Uh, it, it starts with who let the dogs out, but but after that, um, ding dong bong, ding dong bong, ding ding dong, not you know I was gonna say close, but not even remotely. No, not like I, I, bro. I, anyone who lives in this house with me can tell you I am god fucking awful. All right, let me give you lyrics. I ain't nothing but a hound dog eating all the limes. If you catch and my so, drift. Uh, truly i do now Lindsay has often uh, now i've clearly gained this skill over time but Lindsay has always maintained that i have an uncanny ability to hear a song and like process the lyrics and okay. the meaning of the song quite quickly i give her a little bit of pushback on this because there's some songs that i have famously misheard lyrics <laughs> uh, <laughs> such yeah. as yeah i'm gonna say you better feed me mama r.i.p margaritaville um ah uh, yes uh, of course as demonstrated on this here mm-hmm. very show the beginning stands of this poem is while the party was nice the party was pumping eric okay i can see it i'm there come in come in with what's next um i don't know hey ya yippee ya yo oh that one yes and everybody having a ball hey ya yippee ya yo Actually, that's huh, huh, yippee, I yo. Okay. But okay. Uh, I tell the fellas start the name Colin, yippee, I yo. Mm-hmm. And the girls respond to the call. I heard a woman shout out, Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Over and over again, yep. a bunch of times. I see the dance people had a ball. Because she really want to skip town. Get back, gruffy back, scruffy. Get back, (laughs) you flea-infested mongrel. 
gonna tell myself, hey man, no get angry, hey ya, yippee yo to any girls calling them canine, hey ya, yippee yo But they tell me, hey man, it's part of the party, yippee yo you put a woman in front and her man behind, I heard a woman shout out, who let the dogs out? There is no room for argument who the dogs in this scenario are. It's men. It, why are men? Why are it's, men? It's why is men? Why is men? I just want to say, I, we have we have a large population of our audience are women. So My I just mom say, is a woman. Great. <laughs> I, I, I just want to same. I just want to say sorry about men. Yeah, we're sorry. We're sorry about men. We're and trash. Now we, we are trash. Now that being said, Eric, I barely go to parties, let alone go to parties and start the name Colin. <laughs> not me. Not, not, not me. This, not this fella. Not this old dog. Yeah, why do you got to be going to the party name Colin? I'm just a pup, you see. <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just a little puppy. I'm just a little puppy. I'm a little Who puppy. me? Yeah. Come on, come, come on. I am not starting the name Colin. Surely no. not. N- no, you of all people, Matche. Yippee! I know. <laughs> Fucking Christ! <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, the Baja men are just like just f- like feeling shivers going up their spine and they don't know why. Yeah, probably so. Ooh, there have been sense. so by the way, there have been so many members of the Baja Men, a group formed in 1977. Eric. I'm sorry, what? The Baja Men were formed in 1977. I'm sorry, what? I don't know what else to tell you. I do not know what else to tell you other than the Baja men have been here longer than you've thought, and they are still going strong. Bet you didn't know that either. I did not. Fucking awesome. They're they're still doing it. They're still going. They are still yippee-eye-yoing to this very day. To this very day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I looked at the members. I was like, okay, that's not. Then I saw past members. Oh, yeah. They've had like 20 members in this band. Lou Reed was in the Baja Men. Whoa. I'm just noticing this moment. They have, in 1994, they released a single of Dancing in the Moonlight. I am 100% going to have to look up the Baja Men's version of Dancing in the Moonlight. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the Baja Men. They posed this question, much like Meatloaf said, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. And people were like, won't do what? Not understanding how commas work. The answer was always in the lyrics. And the same thing is true here, folks. The Baja men told you. They told you who the dirty dogs were. It was the men. It was the men. Now, who let them out, though? I think I know the answer to that, too. Hit me with it, baby. I'm here. I'm here. I want to trace it all the way back. Now, if men have always been trash, which I think we, we can agree is true. Yes. By every conceivable metric. We need to go back and back and back to figure out how men became trash. Okay. Mm, okay. I just think if we were to get, I'll say, mythological with it. Okay. Okay. The original man, 
our boy Adam. Adam, yep. He was let out of the Garden of Eden. Some might say kicked out. Some might say kicked out. Some might say kicked out. Some might say let out. Some might say both. Who can say? Who can say? Now, the person in question who would have let him out, quote unquote, kicked him out, that would have been technically God. But the reason behind that was what? Eating that apple of knowledge. And who told him to do that, Eric? Satan. 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 <laughs> so the devil let the dogs the out. Devil the devil let the dogs, let the dogs out. out. That's what I propose. What do you think? Honestly, A, love that cosign. But if I may offer, if 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 I may play devil's advocate for a moment. <laughs> um so when we're talking about dogs, you had such a good joke there. You couldn't even remember your point. I I hope everyone, (laughs) I hope everyone witnessed that he paused to make a bad pun and then completely forgot his. It's like, all right, I should probably think of something to say after that, after that knee slapper, after that knee slapper, gut buster. Um, if I may play devil's advocate, honestly, I think asking who let the dogs out falls into a pattern of a classical pattern of 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 anthropological behavior that we've seen throughout society, which is when we ask who let the dogs out in this case, this is like implying that the dogs were somehow not in control of being out. Do you know what I mean? It's the okay. it's like when a when a piece of shit dude shows up to a party and starts uh-huh. acting the fool. Sure. I'm not thinking, oh, who let him out of his house today? I'm thinking, wow, that guy's a piece of shit. Sure. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it's it's shifting responsibility from the culprit. It, it's it's making it's like it's it's putting the fault on someone else saying, oh, well, why did you let this guy out? You know, Are you he's saying a piece it's, of vi- it's victim blaming. It's it's victim, not victim blaming or rather douchebag shifting. It, it's it's oh. it's moving the conversation away from the fact that hey, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. It's the but then again, the lyrics. Why are you a douchebag? Doesn't really. They have, don't play. It don't play. It don't play. And and much easier to say who let the dogs out. Unless, of course, we're viewing who let the dogs out as like a tongue-in-cheek insult, like something you would yell at a party. You see a guy like, yo, who let this dog out? But I like dogs, Matt. That's the problem. They're all objectively good. Dogs. Literal dogs. Every dog is perfect and amazing. I love you so, so much. And I feel bad putting that kind of shit on dogs. Like, like men have not only ruined parties in this song, they're, they're now trying to fucks with my concept of dogs. And I don't like that at all. A hundred percent. Now, I will also just want to double down just so people don't think, God forbid, we're talking out of our ass with this. The original Who Let the Dogs Out was recorded by Anselm Douglas. And he says, and this is a quote, it's on Wikipedia, you can read it yourself. Donate today. It's... It's a man bashing song. I'll tell you why. The lyric of the song says the party was nice. The party was pumping. When I said the word party, I was being metaphorical. It really means things were going great. The yippee yay yo that's everybody's happy, right? And everybody was having a ball. Life was going great. 
until the men start the name calling and then the girls respond to the call. So the men started calling the women skank and skettle and every dirty word you can think of. The men started the name calling and then the girls respond to the call. And then the woman shouts out, who let the dogs out? And we start calling men dogs. It was really a man bashing song, end quote. Fuck yeah. We yeah, need so, more of those, I think. Like, maybe that's controversial. I think we need more. No, I think songs. we do need more of it. And I didn't realize in the year 2000 that when I was chanting, who, 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 I was a feminist. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> correct. Matt, how? But we all got there. We all maverick. get there. And, listen. We all get there in our yeah. own pace, don't we? Us, you us, were just doing the right thing guys. for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I was doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, but I eventually found the reasons. And in the end, isn't that, you know. Something. Something. <laughs> ain't that something? <laughs> when the inevitable revolution comes and the collective yeah. dudes are our backs against the wall, rightfully and justifiably so. Uh Absolutely. I like to imagine you'll 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 look up at the revolutionaries and say, "Hey, who let the dogs out?" Hey, Blam! listen. Before you, before you pull that trigger, let me say this. Yippee yo. And that's how they'll know you're cool. That's how you know. That's how they'll And then they'll, they'll say, "Not this one." Not, Not this, this one. one. He's let a good him boy. Go. He's a good He's boy. <laughs> He's a good boy. And they'll put me back in my crate. Yeah, yes. Oh, you'll get day. a sick ass crate. Oh my god. I'm gonna get like a, a good crate that's like double my size, you know, so I have yep. some room to run around. The the women warriors who take over the world, they'll be nice to me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Absolutely. You, on the other hand. Oh, me, I'm I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, You're gonna I forget will, this whole conversation. I, I don't have an ear for lyrics, Matt. This is what will kill me. I will. They'll, you they'll, won't they'll be able their... to say yippee yi yo. You'll nope, be saying I'll... like, I've had enough of these blurred lines. Boom, dead. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so the next question. So the next question sent into us by oh, none other than Dairy King Eleven. That's at Dairy King Eleven on Instagram. All hail to the king, baby. Twitter, but very. Thank good. you. You're welcome. The question is, what does, quote, she listens like spring and talks like June, end quote, mean? What does the phrase, she listens like spring and talks like June, mean? Now, of course, I should give the caveat. This was in response to one of our uh, prompts of what questions do you have about Train's seminal hit from the year 2001. Drops of Jupiter, parentheses, tell me. So I'm in a very good position here. Because oh. again, and I cannot stress this enough, my memory is absolute dog shit when it comes to Eric. a lot of things, especially musical lyrics. You're telling me you don't remember the lyrics, any of the lyrics to Trains, Hit, Drops of Jupiter? They, they famously make no sense. No. All right, Eric. Well... The, so lucky. I, but that, but that means Matt, my slate is clean. All right, I am coming well, then, at this fresh. I'll, I'll just give you the first part, and everybody knows, everybody loves when I just dramatically speak these lyrics. So that's what I'm going to do. Honestly, it's the highlight of my day. Now that she's back, 
in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her hair. And then there's some haze in there, which aren't officially in the lyrics. So I don't have to do them, but it felt wrong to skip them. Okay. She acts like summer and walks like rain. Reminds me that there's a time to change. Hey, this one's in there. Since the return of her stay on the moon, she listens like spring and she talks like June. Hey, hey, yeah. Okay. But tell me, did you sail across the sun? We're still going, okay. Did you make it to the Milky Way to see the lights all faded and that heaven is overrated? So, And tell me, did you fall for a shooting star? One without a permanent scar. And did you miss me while you were looking for yourself out there? Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so yeah. she's been to the moon. <laughs> she's been to the moon. Is that a controversial statement? She's been to the moon. Um, I suppose in the literal lyrics, no, that's not a controversial statement since her stay on the return of the moon. So she's been to the moon and yeah. since going to the moon, she now listens like spring and she talks like June. Yeah. Okay. Deep. Yeah. Very deep. Absolutely. So here's what I would say. Okay. I, I don't train, of course, very famous for their surface level nonsensical lyrics, right? It is right. I you I, you're looking. Oh, sorry. At me with, I'm I'm with staring at the lyrics on this page, at lost in them. But yes, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. That's Eric. That's music. That's, that's jazz, music, baby. That's jazz, baby. <laughs> that's drops of Jupiter. That's soft pop rock from the early two thousands, baby. <laughs> now, anyway, uh, here's here's what I feel. She listens like spring. She yep. talks like June. Yep. Obviously, we're getting two different, you know, two con contradictory images. But what what is it getting at? I feel uh -huh. that if you're listening like spring, June is rhyming, right? What he means is summer, right? Listens like spring, okay. talks like summer. And I think okay. if to do that, you're listening with what is spring? Spring is rebirth. It's a renaissance. It is growing. It's full of possibilities. Whereas summer is potentially a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more rosy, rose-colored glasses. Bounty. Summer is ba like everything's hit. It's, it's like everything's at its peak. Everything's like yeah. at its max. So she's listening with renewed interest. She's listening with with fresh ears, fresh context. Mm -hmm. And then when she responds to you, it's warm and sunny. That's what that's how it hits me. Now I have a question. Yeah, okay. What about being on the moon taught her that? Eric, what? You ever been to the moon? Not can't say that I have, Matt. Yeah, neither have I. But my understanding is it's a very cold and desolate place where nothing can live. Oh, it's lonely. So I think if okay. it, what I have done is I have seen the hit Sam Rockwell film, Moon, which if you haven't, you absolutely it, should. Oh, I fucking love Moon. Are you kidding me? Moon's a great fucking movie and one of Sam Rockwell's best performances. And I'll tell you what, I saw a lonely ass man there. 
I saw a lonely ass man. He, on that it moon. seemed pretty lonely on that sure moon did. there. And if we were to take another planetary wasteland, the Martian. Okay. Yeah. Matt Damon out there growing lettuce in his own poop. The that's true. The uh, that's a lonely, t- sad existence. T- t- as well, to take another not. another space adventure. Uh, yeah. Uh, one interstellar with Sir Matthew McConaughey. Absolutely. I would say for most of that, I haven't actually film, seen it, but I understand it's emotional. I, I, I would say, Matt, you're going to watch that film. You're going to see Matt. I do really want to, so pain. don't spoil it. I won't, but I, I will say this everything is not all right, all right, all right. I got that impression from the memes. Yes, yes. You I haven't got seen Interstellar? You're going to fucking love I it. I know, and I do like Christopher Nolan's movies, and I hear it's arguably his best. It's very, very good. Yeah. Fucking yeah. fucking Hans Zimmerman sound score. Are you kidding me? Got to. So what are we saying here, Eric? So I think what we're saying is that if you live on the moon or on Mars or on the event horizon of a black hole long enough, it makes you a good listener and it really makes you want to talk. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it wants you to you want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. You want to engage in with somebody, you know, you you're want to you're not just like up there on the moon, like kicking moon rocks at at at, you know, the moon lander and doing flag pranks. You're no, you're 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 introspecting. You're you're thinking about the big it, questions, the big things when you're able to look back at the entire population of your species and it's the size of your thumbnail oh bro i think it puts things in a little bit of perspective and when you come back after being all alone for all that time you want to connect with somebody and so you are going to listen to them you're not going to be so self-absorbed that's what i think Oh, man. Yeah. And like, look at this lyric here. Now that she's back in the atmosphere, I'm afraid that she might think of me as plain old Jane told a story about a man who was too afraid to fly. So So he he never never did did land. land. Yeah, that's fucking deep, though. Absolutely. It is. God damn. Drops of Jupiter. God damn train. Yeah. Shit. So that uh, do we like this answer? Do we feel good? Yeah. I, so yeah, I think it means like it's it, yeah. It what it means is someone who had the the ability to via by choice or by circumstance to be alone and to see the totality of potential from their entire species. The lesson they took from that is, bro, you just gotta fucking send it. Mm-hmm. You gotta listen like spring, talk like June. You gotta like, you mm-hmm. gotta like listen with that positive mental attitude and talk like like it's pollen season, dog. Yeah. Talk like talk like it's real hot out. Like you gotta put sunscreen on. Yeah, that's fucking deep. I think it is. That's fucking. Deep. I think it is. Also, for what it's worth, Pat uh, Monahan, the lead singer of Train, says it was about his. Uh, the way he dealt with his mother's death. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A... that's what he said. Okay. He said I couldn't figure out what to write, but then he woke up from a dream about a year after my mother passed away with the words "back in the atmosphere," and it was her way of saying what it was like. She was swimming through the planets and came to me with drops of Jupiter in her hair. God damn! Pour one out for Train. 
poor one out for train. They're also still going, by the way, and still oh. releasing hit after hit after hit. Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Are you not aware of who train is? I, again, I feel like I've iterated this numerous times. Dog shit memory when it comes Eric. to music anything. Sure, Eric. I think, I, now you know I love you. I, I, I know that, and I hope that continues to be the case for the next Absolutely. It, it, Eric, it cannot change. It will never okay. change. Okay. This love will never die, baby. Hell yeah. But I, I do want to say, I think, I think the listeners know what your mem- mental memory capacity is like. And I think they accept me for that as who I am. Yeah. I, I, I certainly think you believe that. Oh, I have to. <laughs> I have to believe it. Shall we take another question? Yes, let's go. <laughs> It's, All right. It's magic and gumdrops and questions on the podcast. And this one popped out of Reddit. And by popped out, I mean I saw it, wrote it down, and now we're answering it. It's from It's it. a Me Mario on Reddit. Ninja Turtles. Who's delivering the pizza and where are they getting the money? So the teenager, the teenager mutant ninjutsu tortoises. Mm-hmm. Beloved icons of our childhood. Absolutely. They, I, I don't think it's controversial. I don't mean to generalize against teenager m- mutant ninjutsu tortoises to say that they really like pizza. I'm going to stop you right there. They are very specifically turtles. And turtles are not tortoises. Those are different things. Yeah. Except biologically, they look like more like tortoises than they do turtles. Turtles have fins. Not all of them. Have Not all of them, but turtles are more amphibious. Eric, don't yeah. forget, I am the owner of a turtle that I have had for over two decades. Fuck. I always forget you own a turtle. That's kind of the thing about turtle owners. You forget that they're there. You forget that they're there because their parents bought them a pet when they were like four and didn't realize that the average lifespan of that animal was 40 years. Yeah. 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 So me Your and my turtle. Your parents bought you a sentient rock that you formed yeah. a love bond to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he's still kicking and he's still going. He's coming up on 30 as a matter of fact. What's your turtle's name again? Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. I was young, and the first thing he did was bite my mom's finger. So, Jaws. Oh, Moat. Yeah. So, but all that to say, the the turtles, our boys love pizza. They eat pizza all the time. They're, they, they're, they, they simply can't get enough. So, legitimately. And and, and I, I think there's a couple things we have to address here. Who's delivering the pizza is also going to be informed by, like, another question I've always had is, who is fulfilling these orders in mm-hmm. that the turtles order some wild shit on their pizzas, dog? Oh, don't don't think for one second. I don't have the list Give me of the list. pizzas the Ninja Turtles order. Give me the uh, fucking list. Ready to go. But before I get Give there, me the list. I'll get to the list. But before that, I want to say, Eric. What? I have this turtle in the first place because I was obsessed with the Ninja Turtles as a boy. And I know I've gotten some things wrong on this show about the turtles before. My knowledge has waned a little bit. But I do have the key canonical knowledge about certain things with the turtles in the old noodle of mine. 
And let me just say, first and foremost, it's a me, Mario. The turtles don't always order the pizza. A lot of times, April O'Neil and Casey Jones bring them the pizza. Ah, this is true. Now, beyond that, in the movie, uh, the first movie, when the pizza first gets delivered, it's like in the opening of the sewer. And they, like, uh, the guy puts the pizza down and there's money there already. He, Michelangelo, I believe, rolls a skateboard out of the shadows. And they put it there and they roll it back. So they've done, and in the cartoon, they'd show up to the pizza pit with, like, a big old trench coat on. And just kids sneaking into a movie theater, that shit. And and that's, the movie is also when I learned words that I've carried with me throughout my whole life, wise man say, forgiveness is divine, never pay full price for late pizza. Never pay full price for late pizza. So, But that said, that is true. They don't always have it delivered straight to them. They do sometimes. When they do, they there's do a sometimes. sort of awkward, it's, it's got some like, we ordered takeout to the orgy vibe to it. Like, we don't want to, yeah. we don't want you to see what's going on in here. So we're just going to, you're going to interact with a hand and maybe like, a, a, like a glinting eyes from the darkness. I'm really interested how that was the first thing that came to your mind. And I'd like to explore your past orgies, but we'll save that for another time. I'm a worldly man. Got it. But that all said, even if April O'Neil or Casey Jones, hockey mask man, are bringing them pizza, someone, some company is still making the pizza and they're yeah. making the following pizzas. Matthew, if you would. All right, Eric. I know you just can't wait. I, I, I get really it. I'm really excited for these wild pizzas. Now, a lot of these are coming from. 1987 uh, Circa cartoon. Sure. Um, All right. So here's a couple. There's a ton, first of all. But pepperoni and ice cream, jelly beans and mushroom, anchovies and peanut butter, whipped cream, sashimi, bananas and sausage. Breakfast cereals. Okay. Caramel and chocolate fudge. Michelangelo Mm -hmm. had it last night. That's from the episode Return of the Shredder. Anchovies and gazae leaves, granola and licorice, chocolate fudge with extra garlic, pepperoni and marshmallow, peanut butter and clams, peanut butter and avocado with extra pickles. I love, I love the idea that peanut butter and avocado with extra pickles, like it's a given. Like it's a we're given the, like we're be. fucking idiots if like it for not assuming the pickles are coming on this. Avocado now, pizza. Michelangelo's least favorite is chocolate chip. <laughs> that's it's that's there. L- Leonardo's favorite is shredded coconut and sweet pickle. That honestly sounds like it would slap. This says the reason why Michelangelo was fired from his cooking show was strawberry surprise with anchovy sauce. Boy. Turtles on the Orient Express just says simply goulash okay there's a ton you can there's a ton and they're fucking wild they're wild they're off the wall now in terms of the company making it in the first movie it's domino's and after that they clearly switch sponsors to pizza hut because it's pizza hut from there on out in secret of the use and in the and in the third i never noticed that but in the show is it ever shown like is it the same pizza company each time it's usually Pizza Pit, I'm pretty sure. Pizza is the, Pit. like, in-universe. 
pizza place. Pizza Pit sounds like the kind of place that would get real fucking avant-garde. Oh yeah, their, got to. with their shit. So 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 there's some like I mean like are the turtles famous to this place like are now granted Pizza Pit might not know that they're serving the teenager mutant ninja ninja toitles but I have to think they don't know they are clearly like the muse to Pizza Pit there's some chain smoking line yes in the back yes. of this Pizza Pit who like has who vision, lives like, for these orders he's like, yes. Finally, a challenge. Something worthy Finally. of my talents. Something worthy of my talents. Exactly. <laughs> and do they? I wonder, is it a relationship where they call and they're like, here's because April and, and Casey like bring them pizza. Like it's a given. Bring the turtles pizza. Right. But almost as an I, offering. I do. Exactly. Like an offering is on the money because I don't think this is a situation where the turtles are being like, yo, April, yo, Casey, can we get a pizza with X, Y, and Z on it? I think it's kind of like it's it. it they, I think April and Casey go to Pizza Pit and say the same thing every time, which is surprise me. Yeah. F- and the Do you, uh, they let the chef cook. You know, they what I'm let saying? the chef fucking herd chef. Yes. Herd chef. Herd chef. They say he, we trust him. Mm-hmm. We trust him to bring us what what we will require. And is this almost like a, it's starting to take on the form of that kind of relationship where I think the first time they went there, like, surprise me. He's like, oh, I'll surprise him. All right. I'll give him a pizza with anchovies and chocolate on it. And, and then, then the they co- fucking loved it. They love. They came back and asked for more. And he's they like, said more like that. Yeah. Keep follow that fucking line through your pizza journey. And now it's turned like it, it turns almost like this arm, this escalation, this pizza arms race. Yeah. This Italian Cold War. Now, I I do also want to call out that uh, this is from the trivia on the TMNTpedia page of pizza. Donate. Although to that. Donatello stated that a p, pe- I don't know that you donate to the fandom. Donate just. All right. Although Donatello stated that a pizza with ninety nine different types of cheese would be quote culinary impossible. Johnny D. Francisco, an Australian pizza maker and the owner of the 400 Grotti Pizzeria, took the challenge and created a 99 cheese pizza after the film. And there is, in fact, a photo of the real life 99 cheese pizza. Um, let Aww. me let me show you, Eric, but we'll put this on the uh, the Instagram there. That's not a zaw. This is a czar. Oh, okay. That looks like cheese pizza. It just looks like a soup of cheese. I'm, but I will say this, though. That crust looks perfection. It looks the man, great. The man knows his business. The man knows his business, truly. So we'll put that on the Instagram. Check it out. It's also on TMNT Pizza's, uh, TMNTpedia's pizza page. So who is making the pizzas? Who is making the pizzas? It is Pizza Pit 99 times out of 100. The other one time, it is the country of Australia. Or Domino's slash Pizza Hut. 
or Domino's slash Pizza Hut sponsors may vary as, as the sponsorship changes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's who's making it. And as for who's paying for it, how they get the money, folks, these turtles live in the sewers of New York City. You don't think there's money down there? Th- yep. Not only that, pawn shops on every goddamn street in the town. They can sell the stuff in the sewer. They can make their own money. And they've got odd jobs from here and there. You just heard about Michelangelo's cooking show. Matt, can I hit you with a conspiracy theory? Mm -hmm. Let me hit you with this. Imagine you are an insane pizza chef. Okay. You are the fucking, you, you are the, 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 the Van Gogh of pizza, but you don't, and you have such ideas, such pizza music in your mind that you wish to weave, but you don't have the capital. You do not have the startup needed to make your pizza dreams come true. No. One day, you are approached by a man in a hockey mask. Okay. Who says that, you know, he's recognized your pizza talents. Like, you, they've heard, you know, they've heard tell of you amongst, um, amongst like, the, the pizza vagrants of the city. Sure. And this man, he, he will not give you his name. He will not give you his identity. He will give you no information. All he does is hands you Uh, An old, sweaty sack of smelly nickels and quarters that adds up to like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Enough money to put a down payment on a little little pizza place. A little pizza pit? So a little pizza pit. And it's a play, and you know, we get it real cheap, you know, not a whole lot of questions asked. The, the fact that's where the name comes from, they're like, oh, nobody wants to buy this place. It's a pit. Yeah, sure. And that's where, like, pizza pit. Matt, what I'm getting at is I think, I like to think there's a world where the turtles were like, we like pizza. We want pizza. We need it all the time, but we're trying to keep a low profile. But also, we live in the sewers and have collected probably tens of thousands of dollars in loose change. What if we like shadow funded our own pizza place and then got them to deliver to us? Oh, so I feel like the turtles saw a need, namely pizza and then like shadow funded crazy pizza man. Yeah. I I think that's better than suggesting that Casey Jones alone is providing this because after all, no Casey Jones is just a middleman. If memory serves, He's he's just a rogue corrections officer. Uh, yeah, he's just a guy. Guard. Like he's the, he's the face. He's just who's now a renegade uh, vigilante with a hockey yeah. mask and a hockey stick. Absolutely, yeah. They send Casey. They, Casey's just the messenger. Casey brings the sack full of smelly nickels that pays the rent. And 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 pizza p- pizza Steve pizza pizza Pat p- pizza pizza Paul. Pizza Paul, Paulie, please. Pizza Paul. He just don't ask questions. He gets paid. He like the rental. He always makes. He his rent just wants on time. to make it. magic. He just wants to make. He wants to make magic, and the turtles are funding this. They are laundering money through a former corrections officer to <laughs> fund an underground pizza restaurant that they then have delivered to themselves. And listen, Eric, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think I, I don't think you can be proven wrong. And you represent 50% of my, uh, sorry, 50% of my audience if I'm counting myself right now. Absolutely. So, like, I feel like those numbers speak for themselves. They, I think they do. 
So there you have it, folks. There's something that we are probably 100% correct about as are, as we are about most things. But there are apparently, Eric, some things that we are not 100% correct on. Oh. And for those things, as we've said in the past, former guest of the show and my wife, Dr. Lindsay Barr, has been keeping a list of corrections for her own personal correction segment. And it's time for us to have Lindsay back on the show for that segment. So. So here with this segment is a return guest, of course, oft mentioned in the context of this show. It is my lovely wife, Dr. Lindsay Barr. Welcome to the program, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Oft mentioned, um, by the way, not with any consent. Okay. Um, All right. All right. (laughs) Just let the That's record great. show. Um, okay. I'll just go yeah, ahead let's, and... Let's make sure we plug that in the Instagram post. <laughs> sure, absolutely. The And uh, just so you know, might as well get ahead of this. The uh, cold open uh, of this show is all about Eric asking me what I call your parents. So, uh, Speaking of which, I, Matthew, I'm so happy you, you did this transition for me because I, I, I was trying to find a way to slip it in. Lindsay, quick question. Just answer whatever comes in your head. How would your dad respond to Matt referring to him by the, by the nickname Slice? Uh, I don't think if my dad uh, acknowledged it at all. He'd be like, what's that about? And then Matt would explain some long story, fabricated or not, depending on whatever bet you have going. (laughs) And then it'd just not be mentioned again. Fabricated or not. Tight, tight, tight. The blast. Also, (laughs) the propaganda. I would be be remiss before we before we joined you in the lobby, the lobby. Well, Lindsay, I commented your very, very, very cozy coat and you said, thank you. Matt's sister-in-law got it for me. Is that just your sister? No, she meant uh, her. No, Matt doesn't have a sister. Um, oh no, 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 no! I mean, no, that's what I meant. Like when no, you say Matt's sister-in-law, you're talking about your Lindsay. Lindsay no, your no, no, no. She's talking no, about no, no, Jamie, no, no. my brother's wife. Brothers, oh. his, his brother's but that's wife. Still, okay. your yeah. So, like, I guess she technically. I guess so, but it's like by marriage, not by blood, right? Gotcha. But I have this lovely white fleece, and Jamie also bought. Moat, Matt's mom, a matching fleece. So there is a Christmas picture of both Moat and I on Christmas morning in our like little, we call them kookaburras, our little kookaburra fleeces. And And that will be on the, we'll post that on the Instagram. Um, We probably. Yeah, I did not prepare. We probably will not because (laughs) Lindsay's, I don't know how it looks to you, Eric. She's almost entirely blurry for me. Uh, Oh, no, no. I'm saying the picture of her and your mom. Oh yeah, we can make that <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, that throw that shit that Christmas morning oh, thing. Oh, oh. We'll oh, see the if engagement we, on that. I I, mm, I no, feel no, no, as no, no, though no. we do need to ask Moat's consent to that, and I have a feeling I know which way that decision is going to go. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but and right here you have it. your proof, Eric. She calls her Moat. Yep, she's in. She didn't she's even in. she didn't mm-hmm. even think about it. Now that didn't. said, we have a segment here. Uh, that we don't control. We don't even know what it's called. So, Lindsay, what's this segment called? This is called Lindsay's Correction Corner in general. Okay. But today, Lindsay's, it's Lindsay's Correction, Correction Corner and- in general is the name of the segment. 
Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's called Lindsay's Correct. It's called Lindsay's Correction Corner asterisk because today it is both a correction corner and a call out corner. Oh. They're not all corrections. One is a call out. Now, wait a minute. Okay. Hold on. I don't believe we consented to being called out. And now the field is even. Oh, okay. All right. Mike, uh, half, well, half of the production team just agreed. So I guess we're good. I am calling out Matt, and yes. he is contractually obligated to deal with yes. it, so that's not yes. my okay. problem. Not right, right, right. trouble. Yes. Okay. Not yet, Eric. You dope. just, just, dope, dope, dope. just, you wait. All right, so, <laughs> Lindsay, take it away. We're just here. We're, honestly, How we're we your guests. Up? Yes. Okay, I have three that I've collected over a few episodes, and so I'd like to start with the earliest chronologically. That seems to make the most sense okay. to me. So, in episode 65, as you recall titled An Impediment to the Vibe. Uh, and I have minute markers. So if you want to do fancy editing and like put the clip in, uh, like podcasts do, um, feel free to do oh, that. Yeah, I'm now sure. editing. Oh, is that you. what the podcast um, do? <laughs> <laughs> is that what the podcast do, Lindsay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I listen to Office Ladies, when I listen to Office Ladies, they'll And put we in. truly are um, on the same plane as Office Ladies. So yeah, sure. Thank you for giving okay. me editing notes. I appreciate it. <laughs> so what is, what are You're welcome. Go for it. Okay, episode 65, an impediment to the vibe. Matt says at minute 13 and 3 <laughs> seconds that NPR is sexy. I take some offense to the fact that you don't think NPR is sexy. No, I mean I would like it to be known for the good of the order and in this official record that Matt does not think NPR is sexy. Matt, in fact, makes fun of me often for listening to NPR so much on my radio. That's th Matt. That's not entirely true. Matthew. That's not entirely Shea. true. I. It's true that I don't often listen look, to NPR. He, look, he's getting defensive. He's getting defensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How could you? Eric, Eric. What? what? I'm just what? leaning real close here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you what's do up, me a favor? Up, yeah, what's Shut up? the fuck up, okay? Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, lean in real quick. Lin hey, look, I, ca mm -hmm. I can't fucking believe this guy. I, I just, I love Okay, it. all right. Who does he think he is? I just want to say, I do Sorry. make fun of you for it, it the, the frequency with which it pops up, but that's an old bit. I haven't done that bit in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that bit well, is so I like 10 episodes ago. No, no, no. That's I, that bit's I, like five I, years ago. <laughs> it's not five years ago. That's not five years ago because you uh, always make fun of me for listening to NPR so much, which I haven't been doing as much recently to your point and admittedly because I've been listening to so many podcasts, this one included. But now that I drive a lot back and forth to work, I... I'm listening to NPR again, and you would always call me crazy for either A, listening to NPR so much, or B, sometimes just not listening to anything in the car. Well, you are or... crazy for not listening to any. And, and Eric, I want to run this by you. She <laughs> yeah, will yeah. go sometimes like an hour-long drive listening mm -hmm. to silence. <laughs> just the road. <laughs> the road and her anxieties. That's the only music she needs. I'd, I'd like to welcome everyone to this segment within a segment, Poach's Marriage Counseling. Um, <laughs> and what's funny is on my screen, at least, you are between us. Am I? <laughs> yeah, me too. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> okay, now now let, let's let's use our, our listening voices. Oh, man. Um, Lindsay, please do continue. I love how this is going. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. 
we can we we can get into the nuances of my driving later, but I just do want to say similarly for the record that sometimes I just want to be connected to what's happening around me so I don't listen to anything in the car. Okay? And I think that's uh, my next correction. Yep. Thank you so much. Um also that has been put in the record. Poach unequivocally supports me. My husband does not. Yes. Um episode 68. Yep. <laughs> episode 68 titled I'm going to be a problem. Yes. This is a correction. In at a uh, minute 25 and 32 seconds, you are discussing whether or not uh, the car's Lightning McQueen mm-hmm. would uh, want car insurance or life insurance. And there's a question about the ambulance, Dr. Damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone said to put respect on Dr. Damage's name because he has a PhD. Of the ambulance character has kind of fucked up my whole uh, uh, Doctor Damage. Please, some Sorry. respect on his name, Doctor Damage. He has a PhD. Uh, PhD, which is also which begs so many questions. So he was born an ambulance, I assume. So it's just <laughs> a, like he. You, this is your job. Doctor Damage would most likely have an MD if he is a doctor, a medical. Doctor, and he could have a PhD, perhaps, but that would be pretty rare. And and you know what? In 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 service of transparency and culpability, as soon as you said someone said put respect on his name, I guarantee goddamn tea that was me. Whole... A, a doctor damage, please. Some Sorry. respect on his name, Doctor Damage. Uh, it, so it I, was. I, I'm pretty sure I'm, it was. I'm gonna, I, I will come forward and I will say, because what, what am I gonna do? Tell a doctor she's wrong about doctors? Yeah. What do I look like? I Matt am the authority Shea in the room. No, no, no. I didn't. No, for, I'm gonna admit <laughs> to my <laughs> I didn't say shit about this. I'm gonna, this I'm is, gonna pay the piper. This is an actual correction. As opposed to me saying NPR is sexy and then Lindsay claiming in our private life i make fun of her for listening to npr <laughs> i i will say yeah because so much of our private life has been kept outside of the bounds of this podcast Matt. <laughs> which which by the way i am shocked we have not done an entire segment on sleepy Lindsay bar yet just gonna throw that out it's there. sleeping Lindsay uh, bar for sleeping Hey, who's doing the correcting here? Doctor? If- <laughs> Eric, first of all, I am allowed yeah. to correct you whenever I want. Th- this is true. <laughs> you have this right. We are we are hetero life mates. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I stand corrected. Uh, yes, you do stand corrected at minute 2532. Great. In episode 68. All right. And uh, the final correction, it comes in episode 72, I say yes, Jan. Right. So this is pretty recent. Yeah, it is. Uh, you two collectively, <gasps> when you're talking about Peter Brady. Yep. Okay. Mention that he has brown eyes and he is the only Brady child to have brown eyes. Okay. And then it is suggested that Peter should get, uh, in the podcast, you say a 23 and me. I did say that, yes. Because Carol needs to... Carol needs to be uh, answering for why Peter has brown eyes with the implication that she might have stepped out on her marriage. Right. We recall this. We do. We uh, I do. Hold on. Okay. Checking with my counsel. Matt, do we recall that? We, Eric, the, <laughs> we, the memory bank of the podcast recalls that. Oh, oh, OK. Yes. We recall this. 
Peter is also the only one in the family with brown eyes. All the others have green or blue. Oh. Doesn't that say something, Peter? Mm, Blonde-haired, blue-eyed. No, he's not. No, 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 no. He's not. No, no, no. I'm saying for the rest of the break. I'm side-eyeing Carol a little bit. Like, when, when did you get to the States, Carol? We might need to have a conversation where, where about Where have you come from, Frau Brady? No, no, no. I yes, but also Peter, you might you might want to take a twenty three me. That's all I'm trying. That's to. all I'm saying. You might want to take a twenty three me and see what happens. I do I do feel like I'm teaching my undergrads right now. Do we recall <laughs> from last class that we talked about? Okay. Anyway. She's about um, to tell us we to do. say more about we recall. that. <laughs> Speak more on that. Um so what's interesting about your uh, uh, wrongness here great. is that Peter is not Carol's child. Carol is Peter's stepmother. Oh, yeah, sure. You're oh, right. Oh, shit. That, God damn yeah, it. Yeah, you're absolutely a... right. Yeah, like, w- it's indefensible. Yeah, no, that's so that, there? that was straight up. That We were wrong. How did we fuck that up? Eric, we, we messed Therefore, that up. Therefore, you are indicting an unnamed woman, namely whoever, whatever the husband's name is, I can't remember, uh, his ex-wife in stepping out on their marriage, which I suppose is important, but perhaps narratively less consequential, seeing as they're already divorced. Damn, we came down on Carol real hard, didn't we? Yeah, as I, no, yeah you did. Actually, as I recall, <laughs> it was just a little aside, and we said maybe take a 23andMe and continued on, I, as I recall, that as opposed to coming down real hard on Carol. I do want to say I appreciate that you came at us on this and not the fact that we soft, low-key accused Carol of being a serial killer for like 15 minutes. We did straight. do that, and that I don't think can be disproven. I can't fact-check bluster. We do stand corrected, although, <laughs> I, can't although bluster. I do want to just point out in my own defense a little bit, I do think Peter... Still not the worst idea to do twenty three and me. Find out who your not parents are. Not the worst are, idea. Your your brothers don't have brown eyes now, do they? But we can't be coming after Carol. Like no, that. we were wrong to come after Carol. Um, and you're the memory bank of the podcast. I am the emotional intelligence of the podcast. Excuse me. See, there it is. That was a very rude reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I walked right into it. Aha! So all that to say. Stop blaming women. That you know, Dan, Eric. You, this is this is oh shocking. My God. Eric, after Matt. after us, two feminists d- discussed two. a feminist anthem early in this episode. Now we are being accused of, dare I say it, Eric, being the dogs. We are who let the dogs out. We are the dogs, and we let ourselves. We're out. the We're dogs. dogs with thumbs. We're just dogs. We're, ju- with we're thumbs. nothing but dogs with thumbs. Doctor Lindsay Barr, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for You're making welcome. us. Thank you for making us good. Yes. Thank. Thank you for keeping us, us on the on the the right path. On the on the mostly straight and narrow. I would say it is my pleasure, but it is labor, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is labor to do this segment that you pitched. I just want to say. Well, okay, okay. Did you give any context for how this got pitched? Uh, well, back in the day, we we did say that you were you were just constantly correcting things after uh, listening to the episode. But ahead yes. of your arrival in this episode, no, I didn't give the context. Give me the okay. Context. Well, all, all you really need to know is that Matt, an episode comes out, and Matt 
basically wakes me up on the side of the bed and is like, did you listen yet? That's not true. Like was, That's not true. He's like bumping. He's like tapping you on the forehead like a cat. That's basically true. And hey, so it's been out for so, three hours and you've been asleep. Have you listened? That's not true. I, mean, I don't that, do that. That is what that is what happens I to don't, me. That's what happens uh, to me. Lindsay, Lindsay. <laughs> I believe my, my darling. Thank you. Thank Eric, you. Eric, please, one second. I need to speak to my wife. Now, Lindsay, you you and I both know that that is not a bit that I do. But you better believe it's gonna be. You, you, you better believe you this episode not, you is You should what not. I, you should not. It was pitched to no. me by my wife. I'm contractually obligated to do it. Now, Matt. Stay out of this, Eric. <laughs> now, Matt, Dr. Lindsay Barr, are, do we have our listen? I know we have our headphones and our and our AirPods in, but do we have our listening pods in? That's just what I, I want to make sure that we're we're being heard, we're being seen. Yes, absolutely, Eric. In fact, I like to say that I listen like spring and talk like Jim. Very good, Matt. Thank Very you. good. <laughs> okay, so okay, back to what I was saying. So Matt asked Context. me really early on. Uh, he always is like, did you listen to the podcast? He doesn't do it right when I wake up, but early. Uh, do you listen to the podcast? Thank and you. I usually say no because I have a very particular order that I listen to my podcasts in. I have podcasts that come out every day of the week and it falls into an order. I respect that. that you can't. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. And so usually when I am listening to it, I'm driving or I'm away from the house. And so I just start collecting things because Matt will inevitably ask, what do you think of the podcast? Do you have any notes, any feedback? Mm-hmm. And of course, I... I don't know. I don't know that the world would call me a pessimist, but I do tend to focus on the negatives. And so I, I collect the, a Rolodex of things that I want to correct. The world wouldn't, but we certainly would. Your mind yeah. palace has a room full of Rolodexes. Yeah. And so I thought I my 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 brain is always like, oh yeah, this thing was wrong or this thing was incorrect or this is something to fix to give that feedback. And so it came from this that, you know. I don't know, it started about a conversation about olive oil or something stupid. And I was like, I have a lot of corrections that come into these things. It didn't wasn't olive oil, but, you know, something yeah, non-consequential. Sure. And uh, so then I said to Matt, I was like, I can collect them. And so here we are. This is and the, Lindsay. And that is a knowing me, just speaking for myself. That is a fucking labor. And I appreciate you. for. Thank it. you so much. Thank you so much. And so a segment was born. And now it's over. And uh, it, w- <laughs> it will return, I'm sure. We will get other things wrong, and Lindsay will be back to correct us um, and take what I assume is boundless delight in doing so. Dr. Lindsay Barr, you gift, mm-hmm. you treasure. My friend, I honor you. I honor our friendship. I honor these corrections and call outs. I thank you. I'm I'm just pleased that I had a receptive audience across the board this evening. So thank you for the space and for the for the listening ears. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um and you know what? I do believe that'll about do it for this episode. If you didn't ask for this, uh, as always we do need your questions. We do need your neighborhood uh drama. Uh, we haven't had mm-hmm. a neighborhood watch in a while. Uh unlikely fights. Eric, I feel like after 71 episodes removed from the last unlikely fight. I feel like maybe it's yep. time. 
I, f- I feel like we're due. Eric, uh, Lindsay, what what do you think? We got a real live audience member. Yeah, here. we didn't we didn't free you from this prison yet. Yeah, you're still here. <laughs> so you're still in the room. So what what do you think? Unlikely fight? Should we bring it back? I think you should. All right. A ringing endorsement. A ringing a endorsement. Endorsement. Uh, a, from a PhD. From a not PhD, MD. not to be confused with an MD. Um, uh, anyway, we do need those uh, questions. You can submit them to us. Uh, you didn't ask for this at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. But on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, etc., it's at you didn't ask pod. That's the letter U. Didn't ask pod. And of course, you can leave us a voicemail on the thought line. The thought what, line. What was, did something break? <laughs> no, I tried I'm, I'm playing with a bottle cap. Oh, <laughs> Drop. I, Sorry. I thought once again Eric was yeah, having get, technical. Let's, let's get her some. Uh, let's get her some loose candy wrappers. I thought for yeah, a, uh, sorry. I thought for a second Eric was having more technical difficulties right at the end of this episode. But no, it's my wife playing with metal bottle caps right next to a microphone. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That number is 4109295329. Call it. Leave it. Just speak into the phone. We're going to play whatever you put cuz no one's called it in a long time, okay? That's transparency for you. You could really legitimately say anything. It could it could honestly, it could be anything. You could read a recipe and we would read play. a recipe, tell me about your day. Tell me about your tell. day. Um tell uh, leave a message for Lindsay if you want. She uh, yeah. we'll play those too. Yeah. Unless they're inappropriate. What? That's my wife. <laughs> now, <laughs> now listen, before I make this any stranger, um, Eric, did I miss anything? You didn't miss a goddamn thing, baby. Well, then, for all of us here, you didn't ask for this. My name's Matt Shea. My name's Eric Poach. Oh, my name's Lindsay Barr. And listen, you didn't ask. But... When the moon hits your knees and you mispronounce trees, that's sycamore. Is that it? Yeah. Did you just come up with that? No, that is. uh, I I heard that from my very good friend Jono. I don't know where he heard it from. Jono never leave. Oh yeah, Jono. Oh, you know my boy Jono. Where do you find these friends, Eric? Baltimore, mostly. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) 